and oldness and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to do that. And um, I'm going to give it a go and start us off. And I'm going to take us out to the <coughs> West Coast and uh, Disneyland California Adventure has announced that they are now serving brunch at the Lamplight Lounge. It's only on Saturdays and Sundays, but they are serving it downstairs. Um, when you go in, you go in the main level and then you go down to a lower level where they have the tables and they have the bar and it's such a cute restaurant um all the the pixar decorations and such everywhere on the walls and incorporated into the furniture uh it's it's fantastic but let's talk about this brunch that they're going to be serving it is going to have um this super yummy looking french toast it is the indulgent french toast and it's made with um, cinnamon and brown sugar. It's got Irish cream whip, maple syrup, macerated berries. And then they put some, the house-made almond brittle in the middle of that. And Wow, that, that sounds delicious. It does. I love when they put whipped cream. And this is Irish cream whip. So it, it's going to be even better. Who knows? Not me. Um, and then you can also, that, that's kind of more the, the breakfast angle. And they've got a couple of breakfast things, but then they also have a brunch burger. So you're going to get um, a grilled custom burger blend. And they use American cheese on this. They're going to add an egg. They're going to add roasted green chiles, lettuce, paprika, aioli, and that's on a toasted Amish bun. If you've not had a burger at Lamplight Lounge, you're missing out. I had a burger here with Lauren mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. With me. It was so... Oh, and the French fries, too. But oh, yeah. That's anyway, good. that's a whole other story. But it was delicious. It's absolutely remarkable, as far as I'm concerned. A lot of times you go into a place and you're like, okay, I'll have a burger. But it is actually remarkable, um, the quality of the burger that they serve. They are also going to have... Um, oh, my gosh. So you, you normally have Eggs Benedict. They have... Crab and potato cake Benedict. Go figure. Hmm. Interesting. That comes with um, sautéed spinach, and um, they do the soft poached eggs. It has a chipotle hollandaise and fresh food on the side. Fruit, I said. Fruit. It sounded like food. And then fruit. Fruit. Yes. Veggie, fruit. Veggie, that's fruit, off. Fruit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, no. Okay, so they also have. An egg white frittata bake. Hmm. That's going to have mushrooms, spinach, peppers, onions, tomatoes. Uh, they even have smoked salmon in there. Goat cheese, sour cream, avocado, just for Steve, and potatoes. Mmm. i potatoes. Uh, let's see. They have potato flautas. 
I used to love flower fest. I wonder fest. what that is. Uh, it's... It's Mexican. It's... Um, Potato. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I used to get um, chicken flautas all the time. But they're... Well, the, these particular ones, these are potato flautas. They're made with uh, chorizo. Um, they have Viga Piquillo Carima. I'm going to mess up a lot of these names. It has Serrano Tomatillo Salsa. It has arugula salad. And I don't even want to try this last part. Es- Escabat. Escabash. Escabash? Okay. No idea. I don't either. Something like that. Anyway, it's got something else. It's a mystery ingredient. There we go. Um, so they're going to also have um, the lamplight chilaquias. This is tortilla chips, house-made, with cheddar jack cheese, two eggs. It has queso fresco, fresco, fresco um, onions, cilantro. Um, it's a cilantro serrano sour cream blend. Sliced avocado, and it's topped with a three chili red sauce and pepitas. So, anyway, they have a few things. They've got New York steak um, that comes with egg and butter sauce, arugula salad. Um, let's see. We've got some things on the kids' menu as well. You can get a mini brunch burger. You can also get a smaller portion of that um, indulgent French toast. And they'll do a brunch quesadilla. They can also do an omelet. And those are, they're making their um, omelets with egg whites. So it's kind of like a, a healthier menu, fancier, healthier. It's not your traditional Disney type breakfasts. Um, and then this part was interesting. And I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go over. But they will have some specialty beverage options like the beer mosa with blood orange IPA. That doesn't appeal to me at all orange peel to you it doesn't Uh, orange peel to me um and then they're gonna have a cinnamon toast cocktail with vanilla vodka hazelnut that that sounds tasty (laughs) um let's see morning glory is um vodka with spicy bloody mary mix dill pickle brine and a dash of celery you're gonna have there was something else oh this one sounded I don't know, pretty unique. They have mimosas, but you can also get a flight of flavored mimosas. So you can order mimosa flight, and that would have your classic orange juice mimosa, as well as a version that would include watermelon or mango and other flavors that they, they concoct. I'm a sucker for all those flights. You are. The beer flights. Wine the flights. Wine flights. You're not you into go, the tequila you to, flights. You didn't oh, like that. Oh, God, the tequila flight. That was the worst. That was the... Worst sixty to ninety dollars that I didn't didn't hate, drink didn't drink <laughs> and yeah. you know, but yes. Are you just not a tequila drinker or? Well, we did this might have been before before you. They had a tequila a tequila flight at uh, Mexico Pavilion in that little tiny bar inside, and we all signed. Cava de tequila. Oh, we we came from Club Thirty Three. No, we came from. Uh, from uh, the Grand Floridian at Victorian Alberts, I think. I don't remember and where we were, we were before and that. And we had so much to drink there. 
<laughs> it was one of those late night things and after the park closed. We, we were somewhere and we drank a ton more liquor than we should have ever consumed. Uh, and then we raced to that other thing at uh, the Mexico Pavilion. And we were late. And, and we got there and we had this and we had already paid for it. And uh, we had all this more liquor and we were like, there's no way. <laughs> so I think we just gave them to other people in the bar. We did. We gave, oh I mean, gosh. we literally didn't drink any of it. We all had flights of tequila and we didn't we we drink none chips. of it. I think we ate, I think it cost us $60 for a couple of chips. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my goodness. But yes. But don't forget the Lamplight Lounge brunch is on Saturdays and Sundays only. And they go from park open up till noon, um, lower level in the lounge. Yeah. So if you haven't been, Well, in the dining room in the Lamplight Lounge. And Lamplight is over at Disneyland. If you haven't been, it's in the California Adventure Park. It is really cool. It's stunning. It really is cool. The the core is, is very cool. nice. Yeah, it's a great area. The locals love it, so you got to have a reservation. It's where the old Aereo, Ariel's Grotto mm-hmm. used to be. Yeah, it's on the pier over at uh, California Adventure, and there's a Pixar hidden pier. Yeah, Pixar Pier, and there's a um hidden room. Oh yeah, there is. We there talked is. about that on our other podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, there is another show that has, and there's a video of it. Yeah. On uh, look back a, for that. It's a secret room. There's a secret room that you. You could only, you could not yeah, actually, yeah, you could not now actually get it. Everybody knows about it. Gosh. I know. There's a secret room that at the time when we filmed it, you were only, you would only get it if it was luck of the draw, but they said they were going to make it available for reservations. Um, well, Lauren and I asked for it, but they didn't have it available. They said it was occupied. Ah. Uh, and it holds what, seven people or something? Yeah, it holds uh-huh. just a handful of people. It's what re- kind of hand do you have? And it's, um. And there's like a special thing you have to do to get in to the secret room. So you're going to leave that a mystery. Yeah. There's a door that you have to, uh, okay. it's, it's kind of cool. Very cool. Anyway. Yeah. There's a secret room. You can actually probably see it. It's, it's in a weird space. It's like by the employee lockers. It is. It's backstage. Yeah. It's it's backstage. So anyway, secret room. at Okay. So that's my lamp light story. They have brunch. Um, let's go. Lauren. I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you've got um, a few as well. So. so, Disney has announced pass holder previews for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios uh, this coming summer. Um, Platinum, Platinum Plus premiere annual pass holders will all have the opportunity to register for um, some kind of a special preview. Dates have not been announced. Uh, the rumors are the dates are going to start maybe August 11th and will be on a first come first serve basis. And then um, they're free to pass holders, just so you know. But uh, Disney will announce specific registration details at a later date. And I would say that's probably I've done the pass holder preview at Animal Kingdom for Pandora. And I have to say it was a great way to see Pandora at the time. So I would say it's probably a great way to see Galaxy's Edge. I'd say the rest of us are going to be in really long lines because unless they do on the week it's opening, I will not be at a pass holder preview. <laughs> but I would imagine the crowds are going to be insane for that. All right. Sharpie, what do you have? Developments with Disney Cruise Line. Uh, back just a few months ago, uh, they released a new shopping option aboard 
the Disney Fantasy. Uh, it is now also located on the Disney Dream, and that is Tiffany and Company. Uh, if you are familiar with the, the the famous blue boxes of of the 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 Tiffany products all come in, you can now buy those uh, special Tiffany and Company products on Disney Cruise Line. There are a couple Disney Cruise Line exclusive items, uh, and this goes with the trend that Disney is partnering with with more high end designers. Uh, of course, we all know the the Pandora connection that they have. Um, they have all sorts of Disney Pandora beads now. If you're if you're a Pandora fan uh, and you're also a Disney fan, uh, you're going to need to pack a few hundred extra bucks into your wallet on your vacation because they have some really 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 cool uh, bracelet options. Uh, and then of course, uh, Dooney and Burke. They also partner with Coach. They've uh, recently partnered with uh, LuLaRoe uh, over the last couple of years. So Disney has all sorts of these high-end connections uh, within the with fashion. Uh, Disney is really amping up their uh, what what I would call celebrity brand connections. Uh, you're really really high-end, high-value brands. Yeah. So now yeah. you have it on both the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy. Uh, so yeah, so if you are headed out to either one of those ships, uh, one of the options you can even pre-order and have it delivered to the room prior to your arrival. So yeah, hmm. exciting developments with Tiffany and company. We saw it. I saw Tiffany's on the fantasy. I never, never saw well, her. We looked the, around. It, it was like very limited selection. Everything. They don't have, a, they don't, they didn't seem to have a lot. And I never saw anybody really in there, like ever. <laughs> so mm. I don't know mm. when. Well, Lauren, I dragged what? Lauren into the, the jewelry shop and I did get Pandora beads. Oh, that's nice. I got Disney ones. I got cute ones. Yeah, I got did. Figaro. They were cute. I remember when Pandora, when, when Lisa first got a Pandora bracelet and I would look for Pan, Disney Pandora beads and there was nothing. There was, it was like this missed opportunity forever. It took them, and I would go on the Disney cruise too, and you would be like, you know, there'd be one that was kind of a glass blown bead that might have a resemblance to a Mickey on it. It was very limited, and now I'm sure it's gone the other way. Uh, but yeah, and then but the uh, the Tiffany, I mean, it looks nice, and it's kind of all by itself. It's not by the other shops, at least right. on the Fantasy. But um, but I never saw like, I mean, the other stores are packed on those cruise ships. But well, this is in the place of. The, um, the oh, it used to be, room. yeah, the art gallery. Used to be Which where, I the liked. Art, where the art gallery was. Yeah, where you could actually walk into the art gallery. But anyway. Yeah, Disney had a, had a really crazy relationship with, with art galleries on the ships. They used to be privately operated. Uh, they, they were like an operating partner. Uh, it was West End Gallery. And then their, their customer service with West End Gallery was absolutely awful. Uh, and at that point in time, Disney pulled Westin Gallery off the ship and they started running them, running the galleries themselves, but they no longer ran the art auctions that Westin Gallery had run. Uh, so they were relying solely on, on foot traffic shoppers. And from my experience, what you saw were a lot of people 
window shopping. I mean, they, they, Disney art is beautiful to look at. It's really cool. Different artists. They would even have different artist signings on board the ships, but I, I don't think they ever sold enough to, to really justify the, the, the dedication of that space. Yeah. So now with Tiffany, I'm sure Tiffany is paying a hefty price yeah. uh, to, to lease out the retail space. And it's not exactly, they aren't exactly small shops. Yeah, they're 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 fairly size. sizable, especially considering how large most like boutique style shops are on on uh, on cruise ships. Yeah. So it's gonna gonna be pretty interesting. But yeah, uh, like you were talking about with with Pandora, I bought Jesse's first Pandora bracelet back in two thousand six, mm. way before it, it was ever yep. popular. Uh, and at that time, it was the there was only one jewelry store in, in our I, I believe in our entire state. Uh, that was selling them. But then again, we do live in West Virginia, not known exactly for high-end boutiques and shops all over the state. <laughs> there are certain areas, of course. But anyway, but yeah, now now ev- there's Pandora's everywhere, mall locations, uh, outlet stores, everything. Yep. So Very yeah. cool. Disney right. and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Where, how long is it going to be before you see these products in the parks? That's mm. my question. All right. That's a good question. Well, up. Oh, we got a couple things. Let's start with uh, Mickey's uh, not so scary Halloween party. Okay. This is so that when that begins, if you want to do something extra, 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 Quella's Halloween hideaway. Read all about it. Yeah, Quella's going to have a Halloween hideaway party tucked away inside the Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party. So how this works is you get your Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, which is an extra special ticketed event. Uh, so it's in certain evenings. Uh, and Halloween starts in August now, I think, right? Something like that. So you can, I think you can do Halloween uh, as early as August all the way through October on select nights at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. Uh, so you get your Halloween ticket. And, and we're a fan. I think we're all still a fan of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Uh, yep. it's, it's a great event. It's, Love it. it starts usually at seven o'clock. It goes till, uh, at least midnight. It might even go e- even later than that, like one, one AM, two AM. Uh, you can get in at four. It's great for the kids. People dress up. The lines for the attractions are shorter. There's special fireworks. There's a new fireworks show this year. Uh, there's an amazing parade. Everything's decorated very nicely. There's trick or treating the whole, the whole nine yards. Perfect event. So what they what they do now is if you want to plus it up, you can do this extra party with Quilla Deville. Uh, I'm sure she will be there. It's at Tony's Town Square, which is on Main Street. It is Quilla Deville. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, extra event doesn't start till 9:30 p.m. Basically, how it is is you can come and go as you want in Tony's Town Square, and they will have kind of appetizers and desserts uh, and assortments of beverages. Uh, including beer and wine. So they'll have things like chocolate-covered strawberries, cheesecake, mini cannolis, uh, Quella de Ville brownies, uh, along with your beverages. So from 9.30 p.m. until it runs until, I think, about 12.30. Yeah, so it ends at 12.30 at night. You also get a roped-off spot for Mickey's Booty You Halloween Parade, 
Uh, that is at 11, the 1115 parade showing. It's not a bad deal. So it's $99 per I, person. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're, you're probably paying about 85 and up a person just to get into the Halloween party. The Mickey's not so scary Halloween party because it's a special ticketed event. So you're paying, you know, a family of four, probably 80, depend, it goes on, it depends on which date it is. And if you have an annual pass or DVC or Florida resident, there's different discounts. Uh, and then you're going to pay, if you want to do Quilla DeVille's add-on, it's another 99 per person plus tax uh, for that. And then you can uh, watch the uh, Booty You Halloween Parade at 1115 in the special area with some of Quilla DeVille's pals. Uh, and then, uh, you can hang out until 1230 AM to, uh, in Tony's as well. So I'm sure the people will book it. I'm sure it'll be sold out on the majority of the people night. People love the events. For, but I know Sharpie and all of us have talked about this before. You're already paying almost $90 for the Halloween party and there's so much to do in that party that you don't have to pay another hundred dollars in, in my opinion to go to another party inside of the party. So the party within the party mm. and soon there will be a party <laughs> within the party. There'll be a special party, a special area inside of that party. You're going to be three layers deep in admission. <laughs> if, if they, it's all I never experienced the party. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like I don't really want to experience the party, but I want to be in the party. Yeah. But I also want to do this other party, and yes. I need access to desserts while I do this other party. Yeah, I, yeah, it's not worth. There's you can't do everything in the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party as it is in the amount of time you have. So it's not like you're like, oh, I got another three or four hours to kill. I might as well pay another hundred dollars. So I would. It's up to you. I mean, it's what do you guys want to do? And and if you're there and it's your one time, but for me, I enjoy Mickey's not so scary Halloween party as is. Um, and if instead of spending a hundred dollars a person, I'd maybe go buy some nice souvenirs or something. But yeah, so that's yeah, so I wouldn't that spend that kind of money for that. Not within the party. If I'm paying a hundred bucks to go into the party, I'm going to go into the party and I'm going to enjoy the party. Yeah, I don't think unless I've done the party four hundred times and I just want to do specific things, that's different. Yeah, and I'd I'd rather I think we I mean that's family of four. That's an extra four hundred bucks. I mean that's like a you could maybe upgrade your room a little bit. You could maybe go from a could you go from a a value to a moderate if you're staying just a couple nights. I mean four hundred bucks. You could, yeah, you could do a lot with that money. Yeah, there's a lot you you could have a you could go you could take the family to Victorian Hours. Yeah. or the two of you you could go over ditch your kids and go yeah you could take the kids to, to a babysitter and the two of you could go to victorian hours for that four hundred dollars yeah so, that's crazy so i would much there are a lot of things that would, you could do with that four hundred dollars for a family of four uh than quella deville's event but maybe you're quella deville fan i don't know anyway that's my story or maybe you're also after the puppies. You could, yeah. Could and be. you need that extra ticket to get access to the puppies. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. But then again, you're going to be competing with Cruella. The other thing who's is. Who's also trying to get the puppies. The other thing that I read about that seems, it says 
Seating is available for guests as they dine on a first-come, first-served basis, and sharing seating is encouraged amongst guests to enjoy both the food and the company of the party the party has to offer. So you're paying $100 a person to go into this extra party, and seating is not guaranteed. Yeah, no. I mean, I would be kind of pissed. That'd be a hard no for me. And not only is seating not guaranteed, but you're most likely going to be sharing seating, which, I mean, isn't a terrible thing. It's not a terrible thing to share seating, but if you're paying for an event. I know. You I, would kind of expect to, like, have a, no, a place I don't like people. to sit. Yeah. <laughs> See, but I, but it's being sold as a come and go as you want. So they, you know, they definitely oversold the amount of people that can fit in there. So they're probably, they're probably hoping people come for an hour and leave and that it just kind of works itself out. But in reality, you could be in there with a ton of people with, I don't know. It's just not my thing anyway. But if you go, let us know and post pictures over on our mouse chat, Facebook page or in the Facebook group. I'd love to see uh, if you thought it was worth it. If you, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, let us know. Okay. I guess that kind of goes back to me. Um, Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, hopefully. All right, but mine is really short and easy. Sharpie did his, so it's me again. Okay. All right, so I think we've known for a few, well, a couple of years now, that we've got these really adorable polka dot minivans at Disney World. And these are indeed... Disney mini vans, like Minnie Mouse. And these cars will take you from point A to point B. And it used to be a set amount. And then they changed the amount to a different set amount. And as of late, there's been a uh, an official um, partnership between Disney World, Walt Disney World Resort, and uh, Lyft who's going to be driving these minivans. And so they just hit their one millionth guest transported in a minivan. So they're celebrating, and they also announced the new uh, partnership. So the official ride share at Disney Parks is Lyft. Ta-da! Very cool. Just in case you're at Disney and you need a Lyft, Mindy's got your back. And your bottom. Yes. I mean, they're they're nice if you uh, need to get somewhere quick and you don't mind paying. I think the drivers are so much nicer in general. Yeah, I mean, the drivers are very nice. Yeah. So, so um, yes. good service. They always have a uh, little charging cord for you. I like that. Okay, Lauren, we're back to you. Yes. Uh oh. No. Uh-oh. Okay. So. There are so many rumors with the FastPass system that it's going to be changing, that Disney World's FastPass system is going to be changing, not Disneyland's. Um, We talked about this on the last episode, that they're going to knock out some of the tiers, and tier one is going to basically be all of the e-ticket rides, and tier two is going to basically be more like shows in Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is all rumor and speculation. This is nothing confirmed by Disney. Um, The newest rumor on top of that one is that Disney has decided that, again, rumor, 
that they don't want to continue the system exactly as it is and that it may, keep in mind may, go into a more paid program where they're going to have several different paid programs on top of the free system. So you can still... Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. And Disneyland Paris recently did that too. And I think Disneyland Paris has several options you can pre-purchase for your fast pass options. And the rumor mill is swinging right now that that is the way Disney World is going to go sometime um, before the 50th starts. So just kind of be prepared. It's coming. Sharpie, do you have anything to add to that? I, can I can I just lay the card all the cards on the table and say we called it? We did call it <laughs> because we they didn't it invest years ago. They didn't invest a billion dollars in this system to give things away, to give away magic bands, to give away fast passes. They didn't invest a billion dollars to give things away. Here we are. Yeah. Everyone has said for so long how crazy this system is, even at even at the at the uh, uh, sixty day mark, you can't get exactly what you want. Everything is sold out. If you're trying to get a really popular attraction at the beginning of your trip, you're never going to get it. You have to try to get it on a later day of your trip. This has impacted how you plan your trip. People have complained that it's it. it no one wants to think about planning all of this in advance. Three months, three months prior, 180 days prior, six months. Who wants to decide whether you're going to want pasta on a Tuesday night or not? Six months in advance. Uh, and I mean, that does, this doesn't impact the dining system. But I think people have realized and complained enough that Disney's like, you know, maybe people don't want to plan every moment of their vacation. Um and I recently saw someone comment on on uh, a blog post that they see more people just sitting around the park these days. And I personally believe that relates directly back to the FastPass system and people hanging out waiting for their next FastPass window to open up. Well, the idea... They end up killing time. Yeah, well, Probably. the idea was that Disney figured, well, you have all this time, you got all your things planned, so now you know... Hey, we've got an hour. We got an hour and a half. Let's go shop. Let's go have some of these snacks. Let's do other things and spend money. Uh, right. And so they were hoping, and maybe it is working. I don't know. Hopefully, they're that's you know they're pushing in their people favor. to spend money. Yeah, they're pushing places them to do that they other might things. not have. Yeah, so they're trying to do that. The thing that's interesting to me is like how the amusement park, how Disney started, and now where it's at. Because when Disney World opened, I believe, I or I remember the ticket books. So I, I think my parents paid a little bit to get into Walt Disney World. But then basically the, the what you paid for was uh, these A through E ticket books. And then you would buy these ticket books, which would get you so many rides. And then you would, you know, you would ride whatever you wanted. And, that, and you just got in the line. There was no fast pass line. And there was, and you just got in the line for what you paid for. And then they said, well, let's make it a little better. And the, they introduced FastPass. So they took one of their two lines that they had and they, you know, the, the right one was FastPass and the left one was uh, everybody who didn't get their FastPass. But the FastPasses were free and you could go up and get a paper FastPass and it was easy to use. And 
if you knew how to do it, you could get a ton of fast passes and the, and, and the fast passes worked and the, you, you weren't booking them months in advance. And then, and now they're, and they went to a, a one price entry model when they got rid of the ticket books. So you were still just paying for one price instead of buying an A through E ticket. But, but now it's like you have to pay the one price entry plus you have to buy an A through E ticket book is basically what they're doing now. So you're paying to get in and now you're paying to get on the rides because the ride attraction wait times are so long. So they're charging you like twice again. So they're, they're basically taking both models and kind of merging them into one. Everything old becomes new again. <laughs> and mm-hmm. here we are. But, but everybody, but nobody ever remembers how it used to be when it was just, you know, one price or buy your ticket book. So then they're like, oh, we don't like this model. So and then, they, then they just add more money on top of the other thing. But anyway, so we'll see how it, so the, so the rumor is that I guess like Universal Studios or what they're doing at Disneyland Paris, you'll pay something to um, get certain fast passes or certain things won't be on fast pass maybe or. Yeah. Or, it'll, uh, it'll probably be similar to how Max passes run, I would think. Yeah. Well, Max pass lets you. Not all the rides are on there. Pirates isn't on there, which shocks me. Oh. Yeah, I mean, well, but it's Max, all done day of. Yeah, Max Pass it's all lets done you day do of, day and you have of. To be in the park to do it. Yeah. Right. Now, Max Pass at Disneyland is nice because they don't have the, you know, window, so you can you can get you can actually get on things if you use Max Pass. Like you get a you say, okay, I want to go ride Pirates or or not Pirates, but um, uh, what is it, Th- Big Thunder Mountain, and you book it and you ride it and you get off and you pick the next thing and then you go. You know, or it's usually just a couple minutes later you can get on the next thing. I mean, if you do it right, you can go from ride to ride to ride to ride, and it works phenomenally for the money. Um, but I feel like if you know, I'm already paying a lot of money for Disney World, and they already have the system, and then this is on top of the system, and I have to pay, and and I'm waiting a lot longer in a fast pass line at Disney World. It seems like than I am at Disneyland. Anyway, we'll see how it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think the the biggest question to ask here, and I mean, and this is more of a discussion thing, but at what point will guests say no thanks? Yeah. Altogether. It's like, this has become too expensive. uh, Because, I mean, it used to be very common that, that people would go to Disney for seven days. Uh, well, I mean, originally, of course, it was like a, a two, two to three day thing at most. Uh, and then as, as the years went on, a seven day Disney vacation was not at all out of the ordinary. Uh, but now the trend is that people are vacationing at Disney for a shorter period of time. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So we're right back, right. Kind of right back. And, but it's for a different reason, not because there isn't as much to do, but because it's too expensive for someone to afford just to spend seven nights there. Okay. So don't you think, and, and I know we've said this before, and I think we are all in agreement on this, that Disney is intentionally trying to price people out a little bit. Because I feel like their theory is, is that we'll get more people in 
We'll get less people in paying more money. The parks won't be crowded. We make more money. Everybody's happy. Or do you think they're just trying to push the envelope and see how far they can really push it? I think part of it is is a crowd control feature, uh, and I think the other part of it is, I, and I, I mean, I would have to see a significant amount of research to back this theory up, but once again, it's just a theory, is that I believe the longer people stay, the more they complain or the more kind of dissatisfied they're likely to become. Mm-hmm. So true. Disney shortens the stay by making it more expensive, they make the same amount of money and every, and and they have a more positive experience. And then with all these upgrades, they've experienced everything they wanted to experience in a shorter period of time. So it kind of moves them on and they're, they're easier to service. I mean, once again, just a theory, just a thought, I would like to see research to back it up, but I'm sure Disney has that research, but I'm sure it's buried somewhere in, in, in the, they're the, not the, sharing it with you. The, 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 the <laughs> of Disney that they're not going to share with me. Um, yeah. but, but I, I think there, there's a lot of, a lot of things have been going on over the last, I'm going to say six years, uh, that, that has helped Disney change, their business model. And I think one of the biggest ones uh, has, has been the, the, the more frequent and, and steeper price increases. Uh, because I mean, at one, at one point in time, Disney raised their price once a year. That was it. It was never anything like earth shattering or earth shaking. They didn't change up their, their, their packaging systems or, or their packaging product very often but now i mean all of that stuff changes very very frequently in the last couple years we've seen two price increases a year Mm -hmm. and they're both significant price increases yeah so well their, their their business is changing their business model is changing and they're having to be more competitive because they have in town competition now that is out for their business Sure. Well, yeah, and then you've got all your cruise lines, your Royal Caribbeans, and uh, Princess, and uh, Norwegian Cruise Line, and all these other things going for that same audience. You have your sandals, your beaches, pulling people into all inclusives. You have so they're you know on all fronts. It's interesting though. At more competitive price points, even. Yeah, so it's it's interesting if they have like if if they can only get so many people in the park and they have no you know, and they can easily fill that, then I guess they really are trying to target the people that if, if they can get those people in the park, they might as well get the people in there. They're going to spend $200 on a lightsaber or on a droid or on a Quella DeVille's extra party inside a party. Um, so I, so I can see them pushing the prices of entry and everything else. And then doing all these special ticketed events and offering all these extras because I, I guess I feel like, yeah, if, if they can only get X amount of people in here and there's way, way more than that that, that want to come, then let's target the people that are going to spend the money as opposed to the, the annual pass holders or people that are going to come and hang out. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it'll, it'll have to – eventually it'll correct itself and it'll probably be some travel event or some – economic event that hits the industry that that slow that makes that you know that change happen and then 
and then it'll swing the other way and we'll see what, because then they'll have tons of hotels and parks and, and cast members and, uh, and not enough people to fill everything. So, well, I mean, that's the other thing. They've got two new, two new lodging options coming online. Yeah. They have a ton of hotels and bars and I mean, it's, it's so hard to keep up. It's amazing. I mean, to their credit, they have no lack of new rides, attractions, restaurants. I mean, they they are constantly coming. There's so many new things there. It's unbelievable. So they're spending the money, but then they definitely need to get the money back. And then when you look at it, sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, how much is this going to cost? And that question becomes more and more difficult to answer. How much does it cost? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at one point in time, we, we could easily kind of, when someone would say, oh, we're looking to take our family of four to Disney, looking to go this time of year. These are the tickets. We're like, ah, you, you, you can, you can do it for a ballpark of this price, but it's, it's getting even hard to do that now. You can't ballpark anymore. I agree. Well, especially not today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) All new pricing released. It's it's a lot to keep up with. Different room categories, different different costs, different uh, experiences, different opportunities, all the different party experiences. I mean, even planning out uh, someone's week long stay if they're staying for for a full six or seven nights is challenging during certain parts of the year because of all the different special ticketed events that are, that are going on now. You have to plan around them if they're not planning to go to them. Yep. That's true. And that's kind of annoying. Nope. And that's a very valid point. Well, you have to be careful about so many things. That's very true. There's a lot more variables to uh, dance around these days. Agreed. Um, you know what, Sharpie, I'm going to send you back out to sea. And on that note, we're going to dig a little deeper. Oh, you had to go. Had to go there. So uh, one of mm. Walt Disney World's most popular moderate resorts is Port Orleans French Quarter. Well, Port Orleans, uh, that whole French Quarter theme is going aboard Disney Cruise Line on the Disney Wonder in 2019. Uh, After the Disney Wonder ends her 2019 Alaskan season in September, there will be a two-week dry dock uh, in Vancouver. uh, And the Disney Wonder will emerge with a couple new features. Uh, A new family lounge themed from Princess and the Frog. And a new French Quarter Lounge. Uh, it'll be Tiana's, uh, Tiana's place restaurant, uh, on the Disney wonder and then the French quarter lounge. So it will, that will be, uh, there a read. And then there will also be uh, a new, uh, space debuting for teens. And then also, uh, a redesigned cafe just for adults. So there, there, there's some changes coming aboard, coming aboard Disney cruise line on the Disney wonder, 
the Wonder was our first ship that we ever sailed on, so it has a has a a special special place in our heart. But you'll you'll have uh, kind of an outdoor airy space uh, themed after New Orleans, of course. Uh, so you'll have different uh, touches of that that kind of French Quarter architecture, uh, wrought iron balconies. Uh, brick walls, uh, shutter frame windows, uh, and then there'll also be a life-size trolley car, uh, of course, that, that kind of gives a nod uh, to the, the scenes in the Princess and the Frog film. So, pretty cool. Um, the, the, uh, the space is actually uh, going to be where the Promenade Lounge is currently located. Uh, so it will be, it's not going to be in the adult area. It's not going to be specifically in, in one of the teen areas. It's actually going to be a theming of a previously unthemed area. Uh, so the area between the, uh, the atrium and Tritons, uh, that will be Tiana's place. So, and then there'll also be, uh, like I said, the, the redesigned, uh, teen space, uh, will be, uh, Vibe, which is the the club reserved for teens ages 14 to 17, uh, is going to transform into a more contemporary hangout. Uh, and that will have a little bit more of a timeless feel, uh, open, bright, uh, very colorful, uh, a, a lighter color palette, industrial metalwork, um, a new coffee bar, uh, and then updated virtual reality technology, uh, which is going to kind of uh, liven up that space for teens. Uh, and then also uh, the Cove Cafe uh, will be redesigned uh, and kind of give it more of a, a feel of a, of a local coffee shop uh, with a, a warm, kind of comfortable, uh, trendy setting. Uh, and then also additional seating. Uh, so you can kind of kind of look forward to that, whether it's coffee, tea, or even wine or cocktails that you're looking for. You'll be able to find it in the newly redesigned place. Uh, so the new uh, enhancements will be debuting uh, on the September 30th sailing, which is uh, Disney's Wonder Disney Wonder's four-night Pacific Coast repositioning cruise from Vancouver to San Diego. Uh, so if you want to board the Disney Wonder uh, for a four-night sailing from Vancouver to San Diego, you can see the New Orleans flare come to life during that sailing after it's uh, dry docked. It's always exciting when Disney Disney sends the the ships uh, into the the the, the ship doctor uh, for a few weeks to to emerge with new new and exciting uh, changes and different plans that are happening. Disney has some pretty innovative uh, itineraries coming up over the next year or so, and they're kind of matching up their their ships to to boot. So pretty exciting after the end of the Alaska sailing season dry dock and then it will head south uh, to San Diego and that's usually where they start their Mexican Riviera cruises yeah. which are amazing yes so yeah the exciting wonder, time the wonders plan line. ahead give us a call we would love to get you on board Disney Cruise Line for these new experiences 
the Cove Cafe. That's one of my favorites. You live there. They know him. They know Steve. me. They know me by Steve name. They know him. The Cove Cafe by face, to the by point name. That they are on yeah. a first name basis, and they know his drink when yeah, he comes in. They do. I just sit down. And it shows up, mm-hmm. and it's a deal. It's like four dollars and fifty cents for a cappuccino at Cove Cafe. It cost me more for that not as good drink at Starbucks. So. And, and plus, and, at Starbucks, you can't get Mickey printed in the phone. Oh, I know. It's they do a really good job, and they have a digital printer now, so they can print. That's so cool. They can print all kinds of characters with this uh, screen printed whatever machine. Well, they use coffee as the ink, and so they put it directly on your foam in whatever design they have. Yeah, they I have. I think they like have over two hundred designs. Guardians of the Galaxy. They have everything. Yeah, everything, everything, everything. everything. Which that's pretty cool. It is uh-huh. cool. Yeah, it prints on the foam. So yeah, so or or they have the old traditional hand done thing that they used to do, where they sprinkle the the uh, chocolate on top and a over a cutout. Um. So yeah, it is. It is nice. And then the uh, the Tiana stuff sounds cool. I'm sure Amber will like the new Vive updates. So yeah, that and those that ship's a really nice ship. The one, I like the small. I like both of the ships, but the small ships are really I don't know. They're quaint, so they're not even small. All right. So let's see. Kirk is done. Well, let's go to Steve. There you go. Oh, real quick. So. It's not real quick. I know it's not real quick, but so you guys can chime <laughs> in if you want so it doesn't drag on too long. So we're over at Disneyland. They're announcing some new fun things because Toy Story 4, the movie, is coming out. Uh, so, of course, Disneyland has this Pixar Pier area, and they're going to do it up with uh, what they usually do, which is uh, some kind of attractions, some food, some merchandise, some meet and greets. So Toy Story 4, if you don't know, June 21st of this year is in theaters. And then at Disneyland Resort, they're going to have Bo Peep over at Pixar Pier. So during the day, uh, she will be there. She, uh, I don't know, that plasticky Bo Peep look. It's kind of creepy. It is not my thing. It is definitely a little odd. (laughs) So anyway, she will be there for a meet and greet. Then, uh, oh, Lauren actually saw this. Did you see the new carousel, Jesse's Critter Carousel? When you I were there? did. Was it running? It's was so it? much fun. It's so yeah, cute. Yeah, it was cute. It looks really cute. The characters, I like that design, that artwork style uh, from Toy Story. And it kind of reminds me a little of Midway Mania when you're shooting the characters. It has that kind of feel to it. So it blends in really well. And this was a carousel that was there that was kind of an under-the-sea theme, if I remember correctly. So now it's been totally redone, uh, and it looks cute. So that uh, that is available. And then they've been doing these ridiculously over-the-top snacks. I mean, it used to be a Mickey bar, a Dole Whip, maybe a churro, and some popcorn were the things. They now, ruined the churro. Now there are so many... I mean, I was, I couldn't, I can't even tell you how many Dole Whip variety things there are now where they just have turned that in. There's like every time, there must be like, I'm guessing 20, but that probably means there's like the 50. Dole Whip mimosa. Oh, there's so many things. There's cookies, there's the mimosa, there's all different kinds of floats and different concoctions of ice cream things that 
look like a Dole Whip, but then they put like, I don't know, like eyeballs on it or they make it into a, uh, the crazy chicken from Moano. I mean, there, there's so many different things. It used to just be the Dole Whip. Not anymore. But anyway, so they've done the same. They come out with these snacks. Some of these are limited time, uh, which makes it even more crazy because everybody wants to take their Instagram photo with them. So um, they have a root beer float uh, over at Disneyland. And it's over at, what is it? Is it the, I can't remember the name. Oh, it's the uh, the Golden Horseshoe at Disneyland has this root beer float. And it's just, it's like Barks root beer. It's capped with blue cotton candy ice cream, chocolate sauce, and birthday cake cotton candy. And it comes in a boot, of course. It comes in a, like this plastic woody boot. It's, it's cute. It's extremely cute. but I, I don't know I, how much you have in there. I would like have a sugar coma. No, there's hardly anything in there. I can't even tell. There's so much stuff on these things now. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, I mean, like my kids would go insane. They're so amazing. There's the, um, there's a horseshoe Sunday. So the churros now, instead they, they like use a churro and they make it into this loop-de-loop thing on uh, vanilla churned ice cream, strawberry and raspberry sauce. And then they dip the churros in like fruity cereal stuff. Yeah, like fruity pebbles. They're like, so, so on top of the, so the churro is covered in like multi-covered fruity pebbles. So it's just, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more than what it was back in my day or just get the Mickey bar and be happy. <laughs> Too funny. But they have all kinds of stuff. I mean, you, you would not be disappointed. So what else? Then they have, um, you know, the regular rides and attractions. So <laughs> that are over at Pixar pier, but yeah, so head over to Disneyland. The toy story four starts June 21st for the uh, movie, and then I believe it's also the same date, if it's not already started now, for all these uh, special extras over at Disneyland. Yeah, so the uh, yeah the limited time snacks uh, and all that starts June 21st as well. So, yeah, send us your Instagram photos of uh, your crazy snack in front of the wall. Just ha- hashtag. <laughs> yeah, just hashtag mouse chat in there, and then we'll we'll find it. Because uh, Lisa and Lauren were just out there, so they're not going to be for the uh, Galaxy's Edge. So they'll probably miss all the uh, Toy Story fun. Definitely. Mm. All right. So I'm going to kind of skip parks for a second and address the absolutely wonderful, phenomenal, amazing, below all my expectations, out of the water. Lauren. You can say it, Lauren. Lauren. I knew it. I knew it. Felt it coming. Yeah. You feel this coming? (laughs) Um, That was me kicking you. Um, No, now you messed me up. So I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to be. This is beyond amazing. This is beyond amazing. Hagrid. Hagrid. Hagrid's, what is it? Um, Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. I think I got that right. Yeah, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Oh my gosh, people. You know that 10-hour wait that they're posting? Oh, so this 14. is about that 14-hour 14 14. wait. Okay, 14-hour yeah, wait. It might be worth it. So 
Where's, now, it's, it's not worth the four. Where's the where's the right at? Okay, so we're at Universal Studios Islands of Adventure. Uh, we are in in Orlando Hog, in Orlando in Hogsmeade. Okay. So that's yeah, Islands of Adventure is Hogsmeade, right? Just oh my gosh. Um, I I don't even know where to begin. So you get in, you get on this um this ride, this roller coaster, and um it mimics, you know, and I saw the ads for this, the the coaster, and I saw that it was like a motorcycle with a sidecar. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And they're just doing that up with the artwork. They're not. You actually have a motorcycle and a sidecar. And, you know, you're looking, I was on the motorcycle and I went with Donna and uh, another pixie. And I, I, and Donna was in the little sidecar and she's all balled up in there. It was cute. And, you know, half of us are at one level, like height, and the other are down in the, car, in the little sidecar and they're at another height. But I believe there are six sets on a train, on a coaster. You can get 12 people on at a time. So you get in and you really have to be careful because someone is going to break their face getting onto this ride. Um, so please watch your step when you get on this ride. Um, they give you plenty of time to get on. It's actually on a um, conveyor, kind of like... No, it's on one of those slow-moving right, conveyor belts. Right, it's like loading the Haunted Mansion or Peter yeah. Pan, or I guess it'd be better to compare it to uh, People Mover. Well, it's it's like loading the uh, castle over there, right? Doesn't At, at uh, Universal, at the Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, which I can never remember the name of that ride. Forbidden Journey. Yeah, so it's like Forbidden Journey where it slowly moves. Right, so, trying so you to have keep plenty it- of time to get on, take your time, get your footing. It's fine. So, um, so you, so you rode once, like because even I think at yeah. the at the event the the line was an hour, right? Yeah, I did wait an hour at the event. They had a star studded, um, opening ceremony. Uh, my favorite, they had um, they had Ron Weasley and um, Malfoy, <laughs> and then they had the twins, and then they had um, the pretty sweet girl. I'm going to be bad with these names. The pretty sweet girl. No, the um, the <laughs> Lum- that clears Luna. That it up for me. Oh, uh, are you talking about Luna. me? Yes, Lauren. Once again. Okay. Um, yeah, they had. I think a really her name's good, Luna. Yeah, I think. And then they had one of the. Um, uh, the the Gringot bankers, the the keeper of the keys guy, mm, yes, at him, and then they had a they had Hagrid via videos Gee. satellite, yeah, pre recorded, yeah. So he he did not come in person. No, sorry, so sad. Um, but I've got to say the memes that they're doing about Hagrid before and after being in the line <laughs> those are pretty funny. <laughs> They'll show a picture of him without his makeup on. But when he got in line, and then a picture of him with his full long beard and hair after he got out of the oh, line. I like it. I like it. Uh, that's probably appropriate. Yeah, it was. And it's funny. True, like legit true. Um, it <laughs> could be. Yeah. So, um, so you get on the ride, and some of the highlights of the ride, you do get to see Hagrid. Um, he's he's a pretty good animatronic. He's got his little umbrella that he points at you. Um, and so you go on this magical adventure. And you, you hold on. I, we screamed 
so much for so long. The The ride is literally three times as long as I thought it would be. So when I thought the ride was over, it kept going. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be over now. And it kept going. So it was three times as long as I thought it would be, which is good. It has seven acceleration points, which allows it to to not have to go up those big clankety hills. And so it's just going to accelerate you like what you experience on um, Rock and Roller Coaster, where Uh, it's that instant acceleration. Yeah. They have seven of those points. And granted, I don't think those seven points are as strong as the initial one in Rock and Roller Coaster or uh, Incredicoaster or Hulk or any of those. Uh, But there are seven of them. They do the job well. You're hooting and hollering the whole time. And now, there aren't any major, major drops, correct? Correct. There are not. It's it, not a high roller coaster. Does it hurt your back coaster. at all? No. No. So it's a smooth. It's smooth. It's it's not jerky. It's. Okay. Um, it's meant to mimic a motorcycle ride. And it does. You even hear. And then it takes off when uh, you go through the. Uh, now, the different accelerators. When you rode it, was it daytime or nighttime? It was nighttime. So they didn't Ooh. start the presentation until nine o'clock and the whole thing okay. so ended you rode it at, at so like you 10 30. So you rode it at night. So is I it, rode it once yeah, and it, I did wait an hour. All right. So at night, is it? did you like it at night? Do you think it would be better during the day or during <laughs> night, at the, or night? Could you see everything and it's lit? I mean, because the stuff at Disney's lit really cool. I don't night. know. I it was dimly lit, and I do wonder if I missed a lot, if I'd see more during the day. But I I recall seeing about four magical creatures. I saw the the dogs, um, the three headed dog. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the unicorn and the unicorn baby. Oh. Um. Mm. So so you could probably see more during the day, like Big Thunder Mountain. But then I think Big Thunder Mountain at Disney World. At night, being mostly outside is definitely more thrilling, and and you feel like it's been even amped up another level just because of adding it at night. So maybe, all right. So I bet it's it's probably more thrilling at night, but you see more during the day would be my guess. Yeah. Um. It had lights. Each individual motorcycle had a headlight. Uh. It was just. It's so well done. You get plenty of time to get off the ride. You don't have to worry about that. It's not rush, rush, rush. Um, how's the uh, queue when you're walking through? Is it the queue is themed? fine. The queue is themed. It's just a lot of cavey type things. Um, you do pass Hagrid's little cottage outside mm-hmm. and then the queue goes inside. It is air conditioned. Um, but it's tight as far as queues, because I think they took the standard queue line and they added to the interior of it with, um, deco decoration. Mm-hmm. And, and well, so that brings the walls in probably uh, four well, to six inches on each side. Well, it used to be the queue and I, they maybe tore all this down, but it used to be like an old castle with lots of skulls and stuff when it used to be dueling dragons before it was any Harry Potter in that, in that area. Um, but I'm sure all that's been, since they've used the whole area for this, it's probably been redone. Yeah. They have an area where, and it's pretty close to where you actually get on the ride, where you have a, an illuminated ceiling. It's this big open room. Um, if you can picture the big open room where it's it's pretty square on King Kong, and it's probably a 
I'm horrible at this, maybe a 50 by 50 room, but in the ceiling it's illuminated and there's some action going on where it looks like creatures might be getting out and then you see motorbike and you see, you hear it. And so it's, it's an interesting ceiling there. Um, the, the queue is not terribly entertaining. A um, lot of winding hallways. Okay. And you keep looking around the corner. You're like, is that, are we there? Are we there? And it's like, no. No, 13 more hours. It, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> now you wait. Now it's probably 13 hours to get to the queue. Yeah. Well, I'm very curious where they put a 13-hour queue in Hogsmeade. It's got to go all the way up to Seuss Landing. I, I don't even know. I mean, it's got to go to the front entrance, honestly. So here's the thing. Here's my thing that I think will be very interesting next week. So you guys did Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, but they're doing reservations only, which ends uh, which June. Which did a great job with. Yeah, so that ends June 24th. So you so you can 20, do. St- 23rd. 23rd. Yes. Uh, yes. So, you know, well, they're, they're saying no reservations required on the 24th. So Right, so that's when so, the yes, yes. opens. So, yeah, so, so if you go on the 24th, you can go without a reservation at Disneyland. Which will be interesting to see the Millennium Falcon wait time starting next week and then next weekend. Because right now it's 30 minutes. Like every time I look on my app at Disneyland, it's 30 minutes wait for the Millennium Falcon. And then, which did, you know, five plus years of development, all this marketing, all this advertising, opening in two different theme parks. Um, and then you have Universal Studios in Orlando who comes out with Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. Yes, very there, good. I think I got it. You did. So, There's got to be some spinning going on about that. Yeah, so they, they come out with Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure, and um, and they do a little bit of advertising. I mean, I'm sure, but not nothing from what I've seen in the way of Disney, and it gets up to a 10 to 14-hour wait. It's insane. Like even our local radio stations talking about it. And and it also reminds me of how everybody who's not in touch with the Disney or Universal who's not a fan has no idea because on the radio station they're like, "Hey, this ride opened at Disney World." And then the intern on the show is like, "Hey, I think it opened at Universal, not at Disney World." <laughs> so so like they have and they and they call and they said they opened a the a, a new Harry Potter World. At Disney, and and then the inter, the the intern said, "Well, no, it's a it's a new Harry Potter world at Universal, but it's actually a new just ride at the existing quote unquote Harry Potter world." But anyways, but but they're getting like all this free press on their thirteen to fourteen hour line because it's unheard of. Which which makes me think like if I'm just an average average person, like oh my gosh, this is the thing to see. This is the thing to do. There's this many people waiting in line for this. Versus Disney World or Disneyland managing their line and managing their opening and staging it out so it's 30 minutes. It just it doesn't seem on the surface as, not- as exciting. You know what I mean? I feel like Universal has got this, holy cow, this ride or this land or whatever they're calling it has got so much excitement. It's 14 hours to ride this one thing. So I think that I got to think about that. That is literally your entire day. So you spent oh, whatever $70 for a day ticket and you literally spent the entire time to ride one ride. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how no you way. manage 
potty breaks, food. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know. I heard- loud. That that's, and I mean, yeah. There's one thing to build that type of excitement around the opening of a new attraction, but there's also that that on that that same there's an onus. Yeah, yeah. That, that you have to. The, the guests who did that, yeah, they wrote it. They're they're going to tell the story, but they also got a terrible value for their money. Oh yeah, well yes, if, but they know that they going in. Guests. They if, know if it. they didn't go in there with it with an annual pass. Well, here's the other thing. I, this is how I feel. I feel like maybe in a couple. So this I think is the Harry Potter fans or whatever that are there. So I think that fourteen hour to ten to to eight to two is going to be a quick. But they get this initial boost of, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Yeah, I have but, to do it. But I think within a couple of weeks, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like Pandora wait, wait times when that opened at, at Animal Kingdom. It'll be like the two to four hour wait if it's not already there. But, but all, unfortunately, they have some issue going on, which is going to prolong this problem because they just announced that... Um, we got a we got an email that they're gonna start opening the ride midday over the next couple of weeks because they don't have enough time at night to do the standard maintenance that the ride requires for a new attraction. So that's gonna just kind of prolong this long wait time issue until they get the ride operating during the normal operating hours of the park. Um. I did neglect to mention that there is a pre-show area where it's similar to what you see in uh, Forbidden Journey, um, where Hagrid and um, Mr. Weasley, Daddy Weasley, sorry, again with a name, (laughs) Daddy Weasley. um, Daddy Weasley. We need to watch the films again. I know. There are a lot of names to keep up with. I know. But they are figuring out how to take something out of the muggle world because Daddy Weasley, of course, is fascinated with the muggle world. And so this motorbike that Sirius Black had, they're, they're fascinated with it. And so they, um, they figure out how to make this extra powerful. And they, they just kind of convert it, kind of like they did with the broomstick in, or the, yeah, the broomstick in um, Forbidden Journey. So it's... Um, there's, there's another part I was thinking, I said the, the queue was pretty boring, but there is a section where they have all these creature eggs and they're like, they're, they're, that was pretty amazing. That was cool. I have to say, um, there is, it's a cool ride. Steve, check out these, these vehicles. You can look up here so you can do a web search, but you can see that they've got the motorcycle and then the sidecar, the way they designed this and look, Steve, look how not tall it is. I mean, it might go two stories high. That's it. No, that's my kind of ride. Although, I'm sure I need to take a lot of uh, motion sickness <laughs> before I get on. I don't even know if it's like that. But it's an amazing coaster. Um, it's got banked curves, twists and turns, those accelerators. It's <laughs> it's awesome. Is it I like, cannot is it, wait for the three of you and everyone else for that matter to ride it. If you've ridden it, go to our mouse chat Facebook page, either the standard page or the community uh, chat room where we talk about everything. 
That and is cool. let me know what you think. Yeah, I'd like to hear. So uh, it would be interesting to hear from people if they like riding the bike or in the sidecar. Oh, one other thing is if you're super tall or super big, you may not get to ride. And they do have test vehicles that are available for you outside of the ride. And and you can test. But if you're extra tall, they're not going to let you ride. So, so a friend of mine did not get to ride because he's so tall. He is an ex-basketball player, so he's super tall, but he didn't get to ride. Oh, uh, really? He couldn't fit on? They wouldn't let him. I'm uh, sure he could fit, so but there's some kind of danger how does they it, wouldn't let him. How does it hold you on? Um, on the bike. Is you've it got like, a lap bar. Oh, it has a lap bar. Yeah. It Two individual ones. You've got one for like each side. It doesn't like go around your, your calves or whatever, no. like on the bike, like on that horse. No, your legs are actually forward. It's not like you're leaning forward on a bike, like a um, one of those Tron vehicles or something. Yeah. So you're actually just sitting and you can, it would be a, a stretch for you to actually reach the handlebars. Oh, so you can't even really touch the handlebars. You could. You absolutely could, but it'd be uncomfortable. You'd be like arms straight oh. out. And it, it wouldn't be a comfortable riding position. So where are your hands doing? Just kind of hanging onto the lap bar? Uh, yeah. And then the... No, 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 no. There's, um, there's, something, there's something like the gas on. tank or something has a place where you can hold on. There was something that you could hold on to okay. that you didn't have to reach all the way forward. To grab the... You'd have okay. to be pretty limber to hold on to that the whole time. Okay. And then if you're in the sidecar, if you have long legs like me, the sidecar is probably not a great option. It's probably not the best option. It's kind of like Space Mountain. But the ride, the thrill that you'll get from the ride is going to be exactly the same. Exactly. Okay. So um, if if you saw the video that Don and I made after the ride, we are giddy as schoolgirls. It, oh, I'm, I'm tired. I need to relax now. <laughs> yeah. That, it looks like a great, you know, it's interesting because we, how would you rate that compared to the brand new smugglers run Millennium Falcon? Okay. You're, you're comparing apples and oranges in my opinion. All right. So you can't do that. Okay. Um, one is a thrilling, exhilarating ride and one is a flight simulator that isn't meant to be full of dips. And I mean, there's a drop in there, uh -huh. but it's apples and oranges. Okay. So I'm not going to answer that. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Both are incredible new attractions that you guys all need to go see. Yeah. You're going to be able to see Star Wars at Disney World in August, late August. So you can then you can hop over to Universal too. What else happens in late August, Lauren? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's mm. the mouse chat meetup. All right. Where are my props for my segue? <laughs> I'm actually pretty impressed. Okay, thank you. I'm going to give you that one. I'll take it. Um, yeah, we're having the mouse chat meetup in Epcot on August 31st. And I think we decided we're going to do a walk around Epcot at mm -hmm. 11 a.m. Uh, we'll let you guys know the spot we're going to meet at. All right. If and I, I want to throw my two cents in, Lauren, because we always what? start in either Canada or Mexico. I think we should start in Mexico and no, work no, no, the no. other way. I think we need to start in America. Well, then you got to no. walk all the way That's over. Silly. No. That's too much walking. No, no. but then you end up. Which way do you go? No. 
Oh, that's, a dumb, guys. that's a dumb idea. Listen, it is I'm not a dumb idea. Start yeah, in America, is. I'm going to just turn and go to Italy and you're never going to see me again. No, we're not starting in America because then everyone <laughs> has to walk halfway around. As as we finish at Jelly Rolls that night. Oh, oh you're funny. I do like that idea, Sharpie. Oh I'm God. in. All right. I'm in no. on that. But I mean, think about it. We no. start in Canada. We end up in America anyway. No, we don't. We go all the way around. No, we don't. We always go. No, we never we have to get back around again. Yeah, you have to go halfway around just but to start. But we never start. get to see those back countries. We see all the countries. All right. We can go left to right if you want. Just because I specifically you, remember just eating turkey in get, America. Yeah, we I, always I make it. I think Lisa gets, she gets, she wants to go to America and get her funnel cake right away. <laughs> we'll go, Busted. we'll go the other direction. Can you blame her? So, I can't. So we'll start, we usually, we, we usually wait over there by the, World Showcase Pavilion, whatever that is, you know, where the two shops are, where the Christmas tree usually is. And, and they're doing food and wine for us. So it's opening that day. So we'll be the first ones. It's, it's nice because it'll be the first day. It's um, lunchtime, so the crowds aren't crazy. It's usually, um, yeah, so it's usually good. And it's a, and it's a good event because you get to kind of stroll around Epcot, eat your way around, drink your way around. around. And, yeah, uh, we had we had last year. We had a great time. Yeah, it was a good. We had a good crowd. So it was fun. And I have it on good authority that that we have a couple people returning from last year that were there last that they just booked. So yay! That's because now, they couldn't get enough. The question is, Steve, are you bringing half your china cabinet? Oh this my year? gosh! Oh that my gosh! Happy. For the record, we are going to make fun of him if he. That does. was a lot of work. Oh my Remember gosh, that? that was too. Funny. Okay, I think Sharpie. We all, Let's never do uh, that again. Provide our own fanciful plates, yeah. uh, and I think we should have like a, a a mouse chat plating competition with food and wine, uh, mm-hmm. food and wine offerings. Yeah, just so you know, a lot of the places won't plate it for you because of uh, you know whatever rules and regulations. Yeah, because they. Don't want the dirty plate or whatever back behind their counter. So, um, excuse me, I washed those. I know clean. you did, and they, but <laughs> you they, were awesome. The I, I know it was I ridiculous. Think I, I think I ducked so out insane. on that, and I was like, I just avoided that at all possible. Yeah. So, so if you don't know, I brought a whole backpack full of uh, cheese cutting boards and silverware and napkins and and china. Literally, our wedding china. Yep. Thank the, you. The only time it's been used. Was it Epcot? Um, honestly, yes. Literally, I, I can. Literally, it was. Uh, we took it to the Italy Pavilion and had some like, uh, like uh, fried uh, mozzarella on there. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, and like all kinds of plates and stuff that I got at Goodwill or wherever, wherever I could find. And then it made the food look really good because I got tired of getting all the photos of of the food on trash cans or in these little people's hands. Cardboard. And out, out of yeah, in cardboard little containers. So it looked really nice, but the effort was, it was a lot of effort. <laughs> so when you don't live there, so yes. Well, even if you did live there, it'd be you, a lot yeah, of effort. Yeah, it's still a pain to bring all that on the flight and then bring it into Epcot. Oh, you're so funny. Through security. And then for Sharpie to wash it between every station and bring it back out of the bathroom. It was funny. It was funny it was, and it was practical. It's, it's okay because I know where, like where all the bathrooms are. Yeah, see? It, was, it, got was, pretty, to, it, it was, was pretty funny. You know all good. the best sinks. Yes, it was great. It was but good. But next time we'll know to bring a sponge. Yeah, I don't think we're doing it again. Oh, come on. Come on. I think that was a one-time thing. Now, come on, Steve. <laughs> come on. 
Thank you, Sharpie. You can't just start a tradition like that and and do a one and done. Yes, we have to have our own plates again. Hey, if you want to, if you come, you want to bring your own plates. I don't think I'm going to be able to enjoy the food without the the nice plates. It was. was We're at a certain level of standards. It was very nice. I'm really expecting some crystal uh, China (laughs) service. Yeah, I'm expecting it to be a little bit nicer this time. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we can't go to. I have some high expectations here, Steve. Yes, we'll have to get something different. Yeah. It was good. I think it was you should good. get Disney China. Oh, there you go. We it worked do out. That. Well. With oh, the, oh. Uh, Lisa's, with, with the, Lisa's already on. I'm looking. With the, with the, with yeah. the I'm on it. It's not easy Correct to find. Me if I'm wrong, um, but don't you guys already have the Disney cutlery? Yeah, we do. With the Mickey I heads. thought you did. We do. We do with the Mickey. How heads. would you know that? Because I remember showing it to either Jesse or no, no. I think I, I think I was talking to Marla about it, um, and and you you piped up and you're like, oh, we have that, we have that that cutlery. I was yes. like, oh, it's our, yeah. Uh, our so tell us more about this this fine Mickey flatware. <laughs> it is nice. It is nice. It's very sturdy. It's sturdy. It's thick. It's not. It's not going to go. It's, it's not going to bend. It's not going to. Yeah, it's it's going to do you. Just fine. It does. It's very nice. I like it. Is it durable enough for, oh, yeah. for a couple trips around the world at Epcot? Literally. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprised I didn't bring any of it. But yeah. Oh, boy. But it's a fun event. So you have to come over there. And we're, uh, so this is right around when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens, but we're um, kind of avoiding that area. So to avoid the, the crowds. But if, yeah, if you're there early, you can do a little Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and then meet us over at Epcot a couple days later. Now, last time we did mini golf. I don't know if we're going to do mini golf this time. It was fun. Yeah, I don't but know. Yeah, well, we have to kind of assess we'll what we're doing. We're definitely going to meet mini, for mini walking around the world. And we, and we have to go do a, a, a ceremonial mouse chat ride on the Skyliner. Oh, oh. yeah. That'll be awesome. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if you get me on that. We'll have to see how that what? pans out. You're Are you saying that okay. still up in the air on that one? <laughs> it depends on how many Grand Marnier slushies I get in me first. Mm-hmm. You might get me on it with enough of those in me. Yeah. We can so get you on there. The Grand Marnier. It, it's not too hard to get those in you, so we'll get you on there. That's a valid point, actually. So there's yeah. a shot. There, there's a pretty good shot. So Sharpie, have they said, like, oh, oh, what do you mean? You're, you're, you're buying, <laughs> you're buying this round? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah, on. Bring it Walk on. this bring it way. On. Walk this way, Lauren. Can I get one free chain? Can you get one free chain? Is there By a... the way, we're going to blindfold you for about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Ignore the blindfold. It means nothing. I have to say. If Disney... you feel yes. like you're leaving the ground, you may be. Hmm. Now. I thought they would just all be painted the same thing. And then when they unveiled them and every single one, at least I think every single one is completely different. And I thought to myself, Hmm. And then I realized what they did when I saw the merchandise, because now they have all those little cars and they hang like on these, like, like Christmas hook type things on a display. And so you could probably buy every single car and they're all different. You know that, Everything that Disney or any I other know. big company does has merchandise in mind when they're developing the product. But that's crazy. So they, they have all the pins and and everything that you could sell with that. And then every little car you can buy as a little model. Well, the big motivation for all of the graphic wrap and, and, and the mirrored was to keep the heat yeah. out of the car. Yep. 
So I know. We'll and see. then there are some areas that you're that are going to be visible from this that that aren't exactly like show ready. Yeah. So keeping people's eyes inside the car and well, you can see exactly out right tops and I, HVAC units and yeah, but you can see out of the less car. Less desirable views. Can't you see through the? Like, isn't it like on the bus wrap where you see through the, or the monorail wrap? You can, but, but it, it, it's not as, uh, but it's, it's not as clear as, right. as what it is. All right. So we'll see. We'll see how that works. And I'm sure they'll try to clean up some of those areas a little bit, but it'll be, that'll be cool. When did they say when it's opening Sharpie or do you think it'll be open for, uh, it'll be open one? by Star Wars. I would say. I would think so. I can't imagine it wouldn't be. I've seen videos and pictures and it looks like it's very close. The last stuff I saw on YouTube. So very cool. Mm. It'll be fun. All right. We are going to throw out one last little news tidbit. Um, I don't know if Lauren or Sharpie wants to take this, but something happened today. Actually, a few things happened today. What, what happened? Oh, I mean, what- Sharpie, you want to tell us what happened today? New pricing 2020 it was all released today. We're recording this on June 18th. Uh, and uh, annual pass prices increased, ticket prices increased, hotel prices increased. This is all for uh, January of 2020 uh, and and beyond. Uh, yeah, it's... Parking prices increased. Which, so now a seven day, a seven day parking fee at a deluxe resort will cost you one hundred and fifty dollars. So six nights, six nights of parking. I'm for them to have increased the the parking fee this soon. Mm-hmm. When it went from zero to twenty three, now it's twenty five. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. I and there's all sorts of stories about people being charged for parking when they didn't even have a car. They don't even have this whole thing like worked out. No, yet. we haven't gotten used to the fact that they're charging for parking. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's a little. The only the only upside to all this is so you can book your Disney World 2020 vacation now. So if you're ready to go, vacation packages is a vacation. I guess it's you, you can the the pricing is out. Yeah, for, for packages. For, yeah, uh, packaging. And, and be prepared. Dining. We have because to, there's a little sticker shock going on. Yeah, we have to keep in mind that Star Wars Edge is not going to pay for itself. And whatever else they're going to be working on, because we know they've got so much well, Ep- going on. Yeah, everything at Epcot that's coming and everything for the 50th and then the Star Wars Hotel and then. And the, the other thing to on. keep in mind is that there are no promotions on these prices yet. Yeah, so they go way so down. So th- this is like booking at rack rate uh, with the expectation or hope that there will be a promotion of some sort. Uh released uh that that will will provide you either either with a room discount a ticket savings yeah i, I choke as i say it some sort of free, <laughs> free dining offer yeah maybe <laughs> maybe free dining yes yeah so the i get the advantage now is you book now 
you have it locked in, you can start planning your vacation. Uh, and then hopefully discounts will come out. We will go ahead and apply those. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to wait on the phone. You don't have to worry about, did a discount come out? Did I miss it? So, and then, so all that's taken care of. And then you're, you know, you're already planning fast passes. If that window is opened, you're already planning dining. If that window's opened, uh, you've already got that stuff locked in cause you've got the reservation. You've already got the room and resort picked out. And then hopefully, uh, things just get better with price and add-ons as it gets closer to your vacation time. But yeah, so hopefully you're not paying the full price rack rate, which is what is out now. You're just kind of locking it in and to start the, uh, the overall trip. All right. Are we good? All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. Don't forget to contact us if you need any travel planning. We've got Lauren and Sharpie. They'll be happy to help you with almost anything you want to do, but definitely Disney and Universal and uh, some other things. So give us a call or send an email. If you like listening to the shows, we have more shows over at iTunes and also at mousechat.net. You oh, can- yeah. And uh, Lisa doesn't know. Didn't so, something happen? Yeah, there's no more iTunes. I didn't think so. That's why I was looking at you. You're yeah. supposed to cut me off. So well, so you're going to have to, after nine years or whatever it is of giving the same ending spiel, you have to change it. So, I refuse. Yeah. So just say, you can just keep saying it. People I'm going to keep saying you it. Can just, you can listen to us anywhere. And I said, if, you, if we're not on something, let me know. Uh, and we will make sure that we can. So where are they going to find us? Well, yeah, well, there's just a podcast app on, that everybody always has on their phone. So that's why I guess nobody needs iTunes. And then we're on... uh, If you enjoy listening to our shows, you can find us at mousechat.net and also on your your smartphone. You can probably say, hey... I can change that. You can probably say, hey, Google, or hey, Alexa, play the Mouse Chat podcast, and it'll probably do it. Well done. I'm not going to try it now. Well, well, let someone someone give it a whirl and let me know what happens. And then, so maybe that's how you just get it from now on. Can they still email us? Yeah, we still have an email sure. account. Okay. It hasn't gone that's away good. yet. You could even send us letters and packages with goodies in it, but. Ooh, he likes chocolate chip cookies. But you'd have to figure out our address and all that. So it's probably not worth it. Oh, yeah, that's hard. And then, and then Lisa and I only get them and then Sharpie and Lauren are left out. So it's not really fair. Well, that's relative. I think it's fair. <laughs> so anyways. If there's wine, I'll forward it. Yeah, we'll, we'll mail you the wine. Thank goodness. I was. Oh yeah, to, to Lauren. Lauren, it's the wine. Someone, yeah, way back All when. wine comes directly to me, please. I think way back when, when Bob was when Bob was on the show, one of the some one of the guys sent him yeah. a, a dozen roses. He got something. flowers. Yeah, someone sent him flowers. If you have comments or questions for us, you can send us to us in the comments. Thanks so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.